Welcome to Living with Victory Ministries podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Teague's Grocery and Corner Cafe at 130 Soco Road in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. In a moment, we'll join Tony and Lorreen Giorgio with today's message. There's a promise coming down that dusty road. And from His holy hand, healing virtue flows. He's got the keys of what you need. Death and hell He will defeat. There's a promise. Welcome to Living with Victory, brought to you by Teague's Grocery and Cafe in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. Hey, hi, I'm Tony Giorgio, co-host with my soulmate of 57 years, good Lord, author, (laughs) columnist, co-founder of Living with Victory Ministries, Laureen Giorgio. We are bringing you hope and encouragement through Our life storms, good Lord, after 57 years of marriage, this is a program of hope and encouragement for you. I hope that we can give you a little bit more relief. Here is Laureen with the topic of the day and the scripture. Hi, Laureen. Hi, and welcome to Living with Victory, because you can live with victory in your darkest moments. And we're just so happy to have you with us to discuss this. I know I just said all that. Now I'm going to say two words that you're going to bring it right down. Depression and despair. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's a title. There are so many people over these past few years that have had their lives turned upside down through circumstances beyond their control are experiencing depression and despair. It's like Satan came through and decided to pull all our joy from us. But there's good news. We could bring that joy back. You know, they say experience is the best teacher. Well, honestly, we are PhDs in this subject. (laughs) Believe me, you may not believe it, but as we go along, you're going to understand. And that's why we're doing this, because we do have some stories to tell, and they're true stories. I'm just going to start with 2 Corinthians 1, 8 through 10. This is the Amplified Classic Bible. For we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren. This is uh, Paul. He's speaking to the people in the church of Corinthians. And he's trying to tell them and explain to them about the affliction and the oppressing distress which befell them in the province of Asia. How we were so utterly and unbearably weighed down and crushed that we despaired even of life itself. Now, this was while they were going and ministering in Asia, what they encountered over there. Exactly. And they're speaking to the church right now. Exactly. Because anytime you want to do something for the Lord, Satan is going to be right there to try to stop you. Verse 9 says, Indeed, we felt within ourselves that we had received the very sentence of death. 
but that was to keep us from trusting in and depending on ourselves instead of on God who raises the dead. God wants us to tell about his joy and his help and his love. And Satan is always trying to stop us from doing that. So this is where Paul was. He's there telling these people how wonderful Jesus is. And in the midst of it, they're being abused, persecuted. And in spite of it, they continue to tell people of who Jesus is. Exactly. And that's the point of it. Verse 10, for it is he, Jesus, who rescued and saved us from such a perilous death. And he will still rescue and save us in and on him. We have set our hope, our joyful. Now he's using the word joyful in the midst of death itself. Amen. Okay? So our joyful and confident expectation that he will again deliver us from danger and destruction and draw us to himself. We're going to pick on some stories between falling on my face, hurting my back, breaking my leg, and I'm sitting here talking to you, full of joy. About... Ten weeks ago, he did fall. He tripped over his cane in the house, and he does have a hairline crack in his tibia. Yeah, my in the knee, in the left knee, and it was misdiagnosed the first four weeks. But God led us to a wonderful orthopedic doctor who was taking care of him, and thank God the bone did not separate the way it normally would have. And so we knew God's hand was on it, even though you don't know, even though you don't know that he is there, he is there watching over you, taking care of you, and his leg is healing beautifully. The whole point is that even when you're going through all, and I'm his caregiver, so even though you're going through all of this that looks like turmoil and total chaos, It's not, because God is showing you, I'm in the middle of it, and I'm going to make sense out of it for you. Some of you out there, of course, are probably caregivers, you know, and you may be going through grief. There's a, oh, there's so many things that can cause you the despair and the depression. At that time, when I was in the ER, I was really disappointed. When the person who took me for my x-rays and CT scans didn't know how to operate the gurney I was on, didn't know there was a button that she could raise to help me who could not stand on my left leg to get me on the table to take the CT scan, that sort of made me say, why don't you just let me die here? I'm in pain, Lord, get me out of here, you know, things of that nature. Things come up like that. You think, oh, yeah, this is going to be great, and I'm going to get what I need. Well, sometimes you get, but it's not necessarily what you need. But it's not always what's in front of you that's causing the damage, but it's Satan. You know, as there is good, there's evil in this world. And Jesus told us about that. He warned us about that. So that's what you look at. Don't look at what's really in front of you that you can see. It's what you can't see. It's uh, 
something spiritual is something evil. Satan will be there at every opportunity to try to stop you for doing for the Lord. Now, you know, depression, let's get back to that, because I know a lot of people out there are very depressed right now. Even the word itself brings you down into a darkness. It depends on the state of your mind when you hear bad news, how far down and depressed you become. Despair is even worse. It can bring you down to your knees and even deeper darkness can keep you there feeling like there is no way out. And the reason why I could say that is because I understand it. I've been there. I have been in depression and despair, feeling that there was no way out, seeing no way out. You feel like you're in this deep, dark abyss and you can't get out of it. But that's not true because the scripture that says, for God who said, this is 2 Corinthians 4, 6 through 9, for God who said, let light shine out of the darkness. Okay, so there is light, has shone in our hearts so as to beam forth the light for the illumination of the knowledge of the majesty and glory of God as it is manifest in the person and is revealed in the face of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Amen. So where are you looking? Are you looking at the problem or are you looking in the eyes of Jesus? And that will change your whole way of thinking. Jesus doesn't just come and visit you in church on Sunday morning or Wednesday night. Jesus came to you when he created you. His seed is within us. We are descendants of the king. And it's always there. The thing is with light, if you shut the switch off, there is no light. You're in darkness. But who shut the switch off? You did. So you have to understand, keep the light shining no matter what. Back to Second Corinthians 4, and this is verse 7. We, just so that you know what we have, we possess this precious treasure— the divine light of the gospel in frail human vessels of earth, that's us, that the grandeur and exceeding greatness of the power may be shown to be from God and not from ourselves. His grace will hold you up. It is sufficient. You know how you keep filled with the grace? Yes, you read the Bible, read the Word, absorb it, and it's everywhere. Let me tell you what we do. There's not a morning, and we don't have to do this. There's not a morning that we don't listen to a sermon. Not one morning, and it's not something we do because we're broadcasting. It's to fill us, because we get up like you get up. Some mornings, you want to stay in bed, you want to hide under the covers, throw yourself out a window. I know I'm being very encouraging, but I'm trying to tell you, believe me, 
There's not a day goes by that Lauren and I don't listen to a televangelist a church. There's three or four hundred televangelists and, and, and Christian broadcasters. There's no excuse to miss it. It's online. So you got to fill yourself every single day, whether it's small or big, listen to the whole program. They got little shorties, whatever they've got, you know, you can do it. You can fill yourself. Now, verse eight does say we are hedged in, pressed on every side. We're troubled and oppressed in every way, but not cramped or crushed. We suffer embarrassments and are perplexed and unable to find a way out, but not driven to despair. And that is Second Corinthians 4, 8. Yes. And that is our mantra. Our ministry carries that scripture verse on our bookmarks. Everywhere we can put it, we put it. And it's always in front of you so that you understand. We know that this is the truth that we just spoke about. Second Corinthians 4, 8. They can beat us. They can knock us down. I can fall over my cane and break my leg. I can have cataract surgery and end up with a, a diagnosis of a brain tumor. We'll go over that some other time. But I never, ever let go of the fact we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. Because Jesus said, you are going to have tribulations in this world. Because who rules the world? Satan does. Satan does. But God has finished the book, and he knows what's happening ahead of us. So he's not worried about it. Don't you be worried about it. He's with us. Even though we are pursued, persecuted, and hard-driven, but not deserted to stand alone, because God promised us that he would never forsake us. We are struck down to the ground, but never struck out and destroyed. God will never let that happen, but we have to do our part. We have to live according to his commandments. We have to read his word. We have to talk to him every day, and we have to trust and obey him. That will give you back your joy. During that whole time, if anybody was really watching that whole thing, they would say, I don't know how you lived through it, you know. <laughs> there were little things in between that God provided. Yes. He really did. The EMTs were wonderful. Oh, yeah. And then when we got him home, of course, I have stairs. I couldn't get him up the stairs at that point. I had to call them, and they had to carry him into the house. There were so many little things that happened that God provided to help us get through this and move on. Even a place where I didn't have to purchase a walker or a wheelchair or a belt to lift him, they loaned it to us. There were resources out there that you have that will help you, and it doesn't cost you anything. You have to look for the little things and praise God for them because he's providing that. 
You know, I'm a big guy, six foot four, 250 pounds now. And I go down and my lovely wife said, I felt the ground shake in her nervousness and feeling, what do I do now? She and, and my nephew, Albert, trying to get me off the ground was an impossibility. Couldn't lift me. But God bless Hayward County EMTs. Yes. Those people came in here. In two seconds, I was off the ground and I just pleaded with them not to put me in flight because I can't fly, but it seemed that way. And he's also led us to a wonderful doctor who was taking care of him now. These little things that you think, you know, oh, that was also terrible back then. How is it going to work out? Just keep going because if you trust in God, he's going to start opening that little door. But if you have your ear in tune to him, you're going to recognize it. We had an issue, and I'm not going to elaborate on it. It's been going on for a whole year. We've been fighting this thing tooth and nail. You're filled with anxiety. You're praying. You want to just strangle, you know? Not because you're feeling that it's getting worse. I'm praying. But you know what? As you get a history with God, you learn that it has to be his way, his will, and his timing. His timing. That's right. We didn't have the time to handle this situation that was going on for a year. Right. Because I'm the kind of guy, I've got to take it and solve it. And that's a great attitude to have, to take responsibility for it. But there comes a time when you have to take that situation. And when you see it's not working out with what you're doing is to take it and say, here, Lord, I just give it to you. I put it at the cross. I leave it there. And when you're ready, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, you have a reason for it. When she said that to me, it was like, (laughs) (laughs) I finally settled down because it really what was disturbing me with everything else. I can't get to it. They're going to get away with this. It's not right. And then, okay, I said, okay, my sweet wife. All right, Lord. You take it, you handle it, no matter what, because I can't do anything about it. This morning, before we broadcast, I got a phone call from the attorney handling this thing, and he said, it's all over, got it done, got it taken care of, that's it. That wasn't me doing it, it was the Lord who was going along because I I didn't have a chance to keep up with anything, with everything going on. I couldn't follow up on it, follow through, none of it. So he took care of it. I didn't. The lawyer didn't. He did. Well, that was like what happened with Paul. Yes, they went through all of that horrible experience, but God wanted them to trust him that he would pull them out of that abyss, that he would pull them out of that danger, just like he will with you if you give him a chance. But really take it and give it all to him. When you feel despair and depression and you feel you're never getting out of it, This, of course, is a lie from Satan himself. He hates you. He doesn't want you to know that it is a lie and that Jesus loves you more than you could ever imagine. He doesn't want you to know or remember the cross and why Jesus died for you to save you from him and your sins. He doesn't want you to know that you don't have to be upset and feel all is lost because 
Jesus is walking with you right now. He doesn't want you to know that if you ask Jesus for help, that he will hear you and not just hear you, but go to work for you. He sends your angels out. He doesn't want you in the word. Jesus is the word so that you get knowledge of the Trinity and know that Satan has no hold over you and that you don't need to be depressed or in despair. That's right. And he doesn't want you to know the promises of God are true. And he is waiting for you to bring your problem and sadness to him. Exactly. So you see all you have to do? Right. Get busy. Get out there and get on your knees before the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) With everything that happens, you know, being a Christian nowadays, unfortunately, is a tough deal. All right. We've gone so godless in society and so down on Christianity, the church. You know, we drive around with a car and it has magnets on it. It advertises living with victory and that God is the promise. We're right out there. Well, you know how many times I was pushed off the road driving and I knew it was out to get me. My car keyed, you know, somebody scratched. That this is the price to pay. But the fact is that you have a God. You've got Jesus Christ. Where do they have their gods that were crucified, who died and it was proven and arose from the dead? We have a living God, mm-hmm. not somebody who's been buried and never got back up again. He is the great I am. That's right. He is the great I am and all that goes along with that. And and why I am? Because there's no beginning to him and there's no end. He's going to follow into the future. He knows the future. He wrote the end of the book, but he was there way before time began. There is no beginning and no end. And we can't explain it. I couldn't. You know, the world cannot rob us of our joy. Don't give it up because they cannot separate us from the love of Christ. Exactly. And it's his love who kept him on that cross for us. Yes. And you can't measure that love. So know that you are loved. Even if you feel nobody in your immediate area or people that are around you, you feel unloved. Nobody has said, I love you or I care about you. He does. And that is why you can live with victory in the midst of your problems. Without a doubt. We've done it time and time again. That's why we're doing this program. We are God's child. You are God's child. Okay. Do you think he wants to see you in despair and depressed? No way. Grab a hold of his joy. Grab his right hand and let him walk you through your problem. You know, we wouldn't be saying this if we didn't have experience over the years. We What are we doing this, 40 years? We have had listeners very depressed, suicidal, and they'd write us. And I know of several from way back that Laureen has talked to and, and tried to help out and all. And this person has turned their lives around into being 
a person who sends us scripture verses now mm-hmm. <laughs> and encouraging. Okay, so we all need encouragement. It, it, it's theirs. All we're telling you, brothers and sisters, don't be down. Don't be depressed. It does happen, but there are things out there that you can do to help yourself. Sometimes we can, because we're human, get an imbalance in our chemical structure, and sometimes that can make you, you know, your hormones can make you feel down and depressed and see a doctor and make sure that everything is working properly. But don't go until you pray that God send you to the right one. And even if you have to have therapy, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Find yourself a good Christian-based therapist and sit down and talk. There are a lot of us in ministry that have to do that. It's no picnic sometimes. We are made of clay. We're very fragile. You know, sometimes you feel, I can do this. You can do certain things, but you can't do it all because that's not the way God made us to be. He wants us to lean on and depend on him. He wants to walk with us in everything, whether small, big, in the middle, whatever it is. He wants to be a part of every moment of your life. Best to learn it while you're young. It'll make life a lot easier along the way. (laughs) You know, the youth of today, you guys have it tougher than I ever did. And I was a street kid on the streets of New York. I came up with the gangs. But you all, the peer pressure and the sex and the drugs, it's really tough. But we're telling you all, I don't care what age you are. This works for everybody, everybody. Even in sickness, we've been through, both of us have been through radiation treatments. Uh, Both of us have had illnesses that should have killed us. When I was a kid, some of the gang fights that we got into, we won't even go there, but I was a miserable soul. And peer pressure was just as tough as it is today, but it's a little tougher. But I I know what it's like when somebody thinks you're a wimp if you don't do something. That pressure in school, you're in high school. You have a big daddy. That's it. You know, for young people, he's your big daddy. If you're reading God's word, he will tell you how to deal with the situation. It's forgiveness, grace, mercy. Those are three very big things to get into. And he will help you. Prayer is everything. Pray. It's a living God. He's not a myth. So pray. Get on your knees, whatever you want to do. But we have a book that we're going to start offering to the youth today from a person who went through child abuse as a youngster, and she really had a tough time. She wrote this book. It's like a devotional, and it's called The Power of a Praying Teen Mm -hmm. by Stormy Omardian, and it's a bestseller, and she's been through it all. We are offering this to you if you want youngsters any donation we don't care we'll send you the book 
we will have a part two without a doubt. And we want you to know that we love and care for you. We're here. And all we're trying to do is give you some hope and encouragement through Jesus Christ. It's not about us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And if you need salvation, you don't have it, you're listening to this Get into a good Christian Bible founding church, a full gospel church, and they can take good care of you for sure. And now I guess it's that time, isn't it? We will have part two next week. Okay, there's there's more to this than meets the eye or ears, but we love you all. And remember, you're never down. You're always up with the King of Kings. And remember us, like I said, on one place and every media you like to listen to. And we also have a book we never mentioned, but that's okay. We're not here to sell books. But Laureen did write a book on experiences that we have had, and it's called Climbing Out of Your Despair with God's Promises by Laureen Giorgio. It's on Amazon. It's on Kindle. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> or just write us. And please do write us. Send us an email. We have a new website you can go to, and it's livingwithvictorync.org. Org. Take a look. Let us know. And there's a chat box on there, just like me chatting. And you can send us a message. And this is Tony and Laureen. Have a blessed week. We'll be talking to you next week. You can become a Living with Victory Ministries patron with a monthly donation of $5 or more. Simply go to livingwithvictory.podbean.com and look for the PayPal button. That's livingwithvictory at podbean.com. Thanks for listening. There's a problem.